Good morning, and welcome to the Healer's View Show. My name is Melanie Channel, and I'm a numerologist, a tarot coach, and energy healing teacher. If you'd like to find out more about me or to get a reading, please visit my website at www.heartworksnow.com. I had something else planned to talk about this morning, but Spirit has other plans for this podcast right now. I'm going to share with you a series of workshops I have been giving for several years now. A journey through the tarot. This will take quite a few podcasts, but if you're new to the tarot and would like to learn more about it, if you follow these podcasts and practice along with them, you'll get a good basic understanding and a firm foundation on which to start what could be a long journey with the tarot. Tarot cards are a tool for understanding ourselves and connecting to universal wisdom. They reveal possibilities for future events and can be used for self-exploration. They do not tell your future. You choose your own fate. In other words, they can tell you where you're headed right now, but because of free will, yours and others, What shows up in the card should never be counted on as the end result unless you keep going in the same direction. The cards reflect the energy that is around you right now. The first thing we're talking about today is buying a card deck. I like to use the Rider Weight or Radiant Rider Weight deck for beginners because it's easier, at least in my opinion, for people to get a basic understanding of the tarot. Some of the newer decks have other meanings attached by the person who created them, so the original meanings may be lost or watered down. As you go through the process, you will understand more of what I'm talking about, but to get a firm foundation, it's always best to start with the basics. When you first get your cards, you're going to want to clear the deck. Hold the deck in your hand and knock the deck several times. You can then place the deck on a hard surface and hold your hands over it. Visualize a grounding cord going from the deck to the center of the earth. Then cup your hands over the cards and visualize a bubble over the deck connected to the grounding cord underneath the deck and see and say, ground these cards. Release all old and foreign energy from these cards. Now replace the energy that was released with unconditional love, intuitive guidance, understanding, spiritual energy, and healing energy. You can also put colors in the bubble as well, whatever colors feel right to you. When you want to put your cards away, a lot of people like to use silk to wrap their cards in or wooden boxes. There are a lot of different uh, wraps that you can use for your cards. A lot of people like to um, wrap their cards up with crystals. Um, I clear my crystals first charge them, and then place them with my cards. 
You should always clear your stones quite often, especially if you're reading for other people with the same cards. If you spill something on the cards or they get sticky, you can use baby wipes to clean them or furniture wipes. Just make sure the wipes aren't too wet. Squeeze out any excess moisture and then buff them with a soft cloth. Don't put your cards away wet. Make sure that they're dry before you put them away. You can apply fanning powder to your cards if they start to stick together. This will ensure smooth shuffling and helps to reduce friction. You can get fanning powder at any magic store. Do not use talcum powder. It will make them sticky. For creating a sacred space to read cards, you can light incense, use essential oils. I like to use frankincense and lavender oil. You can light candles, play soft music. These are all good things for creating a sacred space to read your cards. Before doing a reading, always ground and clear yourself first. Some people smudge themselves and the cards with white sage or lavender. You can also pull white light down from the heavens and up from the earth through you and into the cards. Always protect yourself energetically. I always put Archangel Michael's sword in my hands and surround myself with his blue light. Some people put protection roses around them. You can also see four trees surrounding you with golden chains around the trees and white lights surrounding you. I like to put a symbol into my cards before I do, before I do a reading. The symbol I use is a heart with a white rose in the middle. And you can make up your own symbol. I ask my guides and angels to come in and help me guide and send healing energy to the person I'm doing a reading for. As I shuffle the cards, I say a small prayer. The prayer that I say is ground these cards, connect to my higher self, my spirit guides and angels. Connect to the person I am reading for's higher self, their spirit guides and angels. Give them an accurate reading that will be for their highest good. Focus on the other person as best you can and try not to second guess yourself. When not to do readings for people. Don't read for people if you have the wrong motives like snooping into somebody's life or trying to impress them. Don't do a reading for somebody to prove that it works or if the person isn't really open. If a person doesn't want a reading, don't give them one. Or if a person is pressured by someone else, don't do it. It's not a good idea to do a reading for somebody who is frantic or give emergency readings or if a person's issues overwhelm you. I don't like to give readings for people who become dependent on me or who always seek outside guidance and validation before making a decision. Tarot cards aren't really meant for yes or no questions. 
They're made to give you guidance and to go deeply into a situation or area of your life. If you want a yes or no question answered, ask a pendulum. The best kind of questions to ask are who, what, when, where, or how questions. For instance, what steps should I take to get into a higher paying job? What do I need to do in order to move forward in my career? How can I heal my emotional wounds from a past relationship? When will I and you fill in the blank? These kinds of questions will allow you to focus on why something is or isn't happening so you can make good choices. It is not up to the reader to make your choices for you. Okay, so now let's start talking about the cards themselves. A tarot deck consists of 78 cards. The 22 major arcana cards are passages of life's journey or major life lessons or changes. It could be workings of fate or happenings that are out of your control. While the 56 minor arcana cards describe everyday issues, events, or people in our lives. The 22 major arcana cards are passages of life's journey or major life lessons or changes. In the tarot, this is called the fool's journey. They are also archetypes or collective unconscious images such as mother, father, lover, etc. These are all printed in everyone's mind. Even though we all go through this journey in life, we may miss some of the archetypes or revisit the archetypes as we experience life. The Fool is the first card of the Major Arcana, which represents you starting out in life, a baby if you will, and as the Fool grows he encounters his mother, his father, schooling, his first love, religion, etc. I had a tarot mentor at one point who gave me an assignment to write The Fool's Journey. It was a really eye-opening experience for me and I recommend that you write your own Fool's Journey at some point. I'm going to share with you a copy of The Fool's Journey that I wrote. Zero is the Fool. The Fool starts out on her journey as a newborn, an open book, a clean slate. She is full of potential and delights in new experiences and learning. She lives in the moment and is spontaneous because she has no life experiences to draw from. The fool is oblivious to life's trials and tribulations and may not see the blunders she could easily make without outside help, but has enough faith in herself and life in general to carry her through her journey. 1. The Magician The fool sets out on her journey and encounters a magician who provides her with the logic and tools she needs to manipulate the world around her. Through taking decisive action, trial and error, and creative imagination, she sees how powerful she is and that she is a master of her own destiny. 2. The High Priestess The fool now encounters the High Priestess 
who introduces her to the deep recesses of her being and with that intuitive awareness. She sees that she can become still and be one with God. She also realizes she doesn't always need to be active to realize her dreams. Sometimes being still and going within can uncover hidden potential and awareness she may have missed otherwise. 3. The Empress As the fool grows, she is introduced to the Empress. The mother archetype, who represents abundance, the mother earth, nurturing, healing, and physical love and affection. She also learns about beauty and material comforts. 4. The Emperor The next person the fool encounters is the Emperor, the father archetype who represents structure, rules and regulations, power and authority. She learns that certain behaviors are necessary to get by in society and that there are authority figures and systems put into place to enforce these guidelines. 5. The Hierophant the fool grows and ventures out of her home and encounters the Hierophant. She goes to school and begins her formal education. She learns to wear a public mask and conform to traditions of a group or community. She may also be introduced to an organized religion. 6. The Lovers The maturing fool eventually encounters the lovers. She discovers yin and yang the years to join with another sexually and form a committed loving relationship. The fool also starts questioning others' opinions and starts to determine her own values and make her own choices. 7. The Chariot In early adulthood, the fool encounters the chariot. She has mastered inner control of her thoughts and feelings, developed a healthy ego, as well as confidence and the assertiveness she needs to be successful in life. 8. Strength As new challenges develop, the fool encounters strength. She learns in certain situations that patience and tolerance are needed to prevail and not hard control in order to carry on. She also develops courage and the ability to keep going despite setbacks in life. 9. The Hermit the fool starts to ask herself the meaning of life and encounters the hermit. She spends time alone, meditates, and examines her inner guidance. She may seek a guide to give her advice or help her find direction. 10. The Wheel of Fortune After the fool has searched the inner recesses of her soul, she encounters the Wheel of Fortune. She starts to see how everything is connected and what you reap, you will sow. She also sees that there may be events that may be predestined or twists of fate that can spark tremendous growth. She realizes there's a universal plan in action and she's ready for movement again. 11. Justice The fool must decide what her personal vision is and encounters justice. It is imperative that she weigh matters carefully in order to come to a favorable decision. She takes responsibility for past actions when required and realizes that ethics and issues of fairness are an essential part of our lives.
There is a need for balance and harmony. Number 12, the hanged man. The fool moves on and encounters the hanged man. She finds that there are experiences on life that are so painful, the only recourse is to let go. She feels desperate at first, but after letting go and relinquishing control, she finds that things start to flow again and she finds peace in her soul. Things have slowed down, seemingly in limbo, but in reality, she has found a new perspective. Number 13, Death. As the fool outgrows old, tired approaches and outmoded beliefs, she encounters death. She comes to realize that some things in life must end in order to make way for new growth. Although it may seem at times these changes are excruciating, these experiences can actually be a gateway to extraordinary life changes. 14. Temperance After everything the fool has been through, she now has found balance as she encounters temperance. She's experienced the extremes of life and has come to know the need for moderation and self-restraint. She has learned that you can mix and meld diverse viewpoints to create a harmonious outcome. 15. The Devil Even though the fool has matured, she meets her shadow self and so encounters the devil. She has found that obsessions, addictions, materialism, doubts and fears, excessive passions, negative thinking, codependency, etc. can all hinder her growth and development. Any of these personal demons can lead to inner despair. 16. The Tower The fool learns that a catastrophic event can happen at any given moment and encounters the tower. She realizes that the sudden change could be a lesson and may be brought on by her shadow self. She realizes it's meant to help her understand that she needs this change to grow and develop further. This revelation frees her to move on to higher ground and greener pastures. The Star after the storm has passed, the fool encounters the star. She feels serene, full of hope and inspiration. She is free and unencumbered by negative beliefs and emotions. She trusts and has faith that all will be well and wants to share her joy generously with the world. 18. The Moon The fool wanders off into a fantasy world because she got lost in her blissful emotions and encounters the moon. She learns to deal with illusion, deception, and fear. The fool also realizes that she is very imaginative, creative, and intuitively aware. 19. The Sun After basking in the light of the moon, the fool encounters the sun. The illusions, fears, and confusion disappear as she enters the sunlight. She feels enlightened, fulfilled, exuberant, radiant, and joyful. She is filled with vitality and knows she can accomplish anything. The fool is ready to focus on making herself successful in life. 20. Judgment 
The fool has been reborn in truth and has encountered judgment. She sees that life is supposed to be joyful and filled with understanding and love, not fear. She can now make the decisions that are necessary for her future. She also discovers her calling in life and proceeds to follow her dreams. 21. The World The fool feels whole and complete and encounters the world. She has reached a new level of understanding. Success is at hand, and she has accomplished many great things on her journey. She will never stop growing and realizes this phase will end, and she will start a new life cycle with fresh experiences. In the next podcast, we'll continue on the journey through the tarot. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for joining me. Have a great week.